0: It's that magical time of year, the NHL draft, where you get to find out who gets a Philippe parody who gets themselves a nice, shiny, brand new Derek Pouliot, or... Um, a Zach Boychuk. A Zach Boychuk. I didn't want to use Zach Boychuk there.
1: Drayson Bowman.
0: Well, Drayson Bowman was a third-round pick. You know, that's a lot of value for a third-round pick.
1: Oh, big time. What a grand total of... 50 he, NHL games?
0: <laughs> no, no. He played a full season under Kirk Muller.
1: Oh, man. Those were the days, weren't they?
0: Remember, remember the Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Muller? Pretty sure. I mean, Christ, man. Drayson yeah. <laughs> Bowman. and The future was Bowman and Dalpy scoring on the wings alongside Eric Stahl. <laughs> Um, Which actually came to fruition. I'm I'm pretty sure that line was a thing for a little bit, and Chris Terry for that matter. Um, what a you can really like, when you look back on it, you can really see why they didn't make the playoffs for ten years. Uh, absolutely, it becomes very very obvious there. Um, Kane's Country Podcast. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday. The draft is on Friday, so that's pretty exciting. Or at least the first day of the draft is on Friday. Then rounds two through seven. Happen in like a 30-second span on Saturday. So, before we get there, though, speaking of, you know, drafted talent, Charlotte Checkers had a lot of that. And since the last time we recorded, Checkers won the Calder Cup, which uh, doesn't really surprise anyone, but it's still a great achievement. Uh, you know, they were so dominant all year. And then, you know, they lost a game to Chicago. It was like, oh, boy. Is Chicago going to be a real real threat? And then they went ahead and just won all three games in Chicago and just said no. Just get the hell out of here. <laughs> all right, with that. And now they're called our cup champions for the first time ever. Andrew Podorowski, playoff MVP. He was pretty good. Led the league, 13 goals, 23 points. Checkers were good. Justin, how good were the checkers? <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal.
1: Wow, they, I mean, it was kind of like a, a Tampa Bay lightning without the choke. Um, without class, yeah, I mean, yeah. they, they were, they, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the year and, you know, just kind of seeing how the team was forming over the course of the year. And, and I mean, the, it all the dots were in checked and all the T's were crossed because I mean, they, they were just wow. stacked from top to bottom. I don't know where all I was going with that. Were crossed. Dots were crossed. Um, yeah. Yeah, just stack from top to bottom. Um, you know, I, th- I think their offense has, has been the most impressive thing about them. Um, and, I mean, you know, when one line wasn't working, the next would step up. Um,
0: yeah, I tweeted about this. Um, what's fun about them was whenever their first line would start to struggle a little bit, uh, their other two first lines could, you know, help out a little bit. You know, because they, they, they pretty much, they had, it felt like they had three AHL first lines. And then they had yeah, a fourth absolutely. line that was centered by Clark Bishop, who played 20 NHL games in the regular season and exactly. in the postseason. So it's, it's ridiculous.
1: Exactly. Um, and I think that's something the Hurricanes were kind of lacking last year. I mean, outside of the first line, you didn't know what you were getting in the in the next three. Um, so I think, yeah, they're just balanced from top to bottom. Uh, the big MVP of the playoffs, Andrew Podorowski, um, you know, this was something – Coach Valucci said at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, he wanted him to take the next step for them, you know, especially given his performance the season before where he, you know, put up almost 60 points, I believe. Um, So I think, you know, he was just talking about him taking the next step. And, I mean, he did it for sure. I mean, he down the stretch and then two goals in in game five, which is big. Um, And uh, in all of all hurt, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, it was a great performance by him and all the checkers.
0: Yeah, I was really excited to go drive down there and watch game six and seven <laughs> and cover it. Yeah,
1: you got to tell everybody about that. I don't think we –
0: oh, wait, we did. did we, well, we, we, we talked about it. We okay. talked about how I was going to go. And then I think we joked that, well, yeah, they're just going to win in five, which is what actually happened. So <laughs> they won in five
1: yeah, yeah i remember great. i texted you i was like uh sorry about
0: that and yeah i was response. i didn't, he was I didn't reply to that i was, was still big. kind of hurt by it you know? <laughs> it, was, it was a little it was too soon you know, yeah, you, was didn't, was you didn't give it much time to breathe i'm pretty salt, sure you actually texted saltable. me that before the game ended <laughs> yeah you were, you were I, knew right it, I knew
1: it was over and i was like <laughs> yeah. oh poor guy
0: I, I knew it was over too yeah. It's like all right so charlotte's clearly much better than everyone else yeah it's just not even close it, um, absolutely so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny how we're, we're kind of brushing this off because, um, you know, as as people who follow this Hurricanes organization, uh, it's very rare to see a team that's like, oh, okay, yeah, they're obviously better than everyone else. They're the champion. All right, good for you. Like, we saw this coming. Uh, it's this very, maybe the first time ever this has happened. I mean, this they're just so much better than everyone else. And it you know it it was it's just it's interesting and it's fun you know you get to after so many years of not being good as an organization to just you know have the run that the Hurricanes had and the Checkers just blow through the AHL playoffs and that's it like that's a that's a pretty big step for the organization and it's a it's a good time winning championships is good is the um main theme of that so absolutely do you you agree
1: uh winning championships is good and 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 the point yes i i agree i agree
0: all right good (laughs) um so uh, among those champions that we talked about uh some of them could be future nhl champions uh if they get traded to you know like Nashville or somewhere. No, but if if they, <laughs> they maybe one day they'll be a hurricanes champion. Or maybe they might just be a hurricane. Let's just start there. Uh twenty twenty five
1: book it. Twenty twenty five. We'll
0: write that one down. So right, good. Next year though, let's let's say here though. Uh this upcoming season, 2019-20, there were a lot of players uh that are considered to be uh good prospects that were on that Charlotte team. Obviously you have Natchez, you have uh, Sorella, who was excellent uh, as a goal scorer, uh, especially in the second half in the postseason. Geeky was great as a rookie. Jake Bean, Nedeljkovic, Podorowski. Of those guys, uh, who do you think we should expect to see next year? Because I, th- it's tough to, to really gauge that because we don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. But, I mean, there are some players there that I think can make the jump.
1: Well, I think I'll sort it into three categories. Um, I think first and foremost a lock, um, and that would be Nages. I mean, yes. we've we've seen his development. I think it's in the organization's plans, um, and and yeah, I just I mean it was
0: it, it was in the organization's plans to have him up this year, um, but then they
1: overachieved. Uh,
0: but, but yeah, that and also uh, Victor Rask, uh, his injury hurt because I think the original plan from. What I'm, what I gauged was, uh, Victor Rask was supposed to center the third line, and Martin Natchez would play on the wing. So the original plan was for that to be a thing, and then Victor Rask. Um, well, you know what happened with Victor Rask. Absolutely. And now he's in Minnesota. So uh, that's that's that all happened. So yeah, of course, uh, Natchez. Who else?
1: Um. So then I p- will put possible slash probable, and that would be geeky and nadelkovich for morgan geeky i think he just really emerged late in the season and i think if he has a good camp i mean maybe maybe he does impress brinda enough to to put him somewhere on that fourth line or um you know yeah kind of like a fogel more or less um you know kind of the dark horse graduating uh but with you know my hot take the other Uh, Podcast when I said Greg McCaig would not be re-signed. Yeah, that was a Um, hot take. I I think there's. I'm
0: still upset at you for that.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah, but the the John Gibson the John Gibson take came so
0: strong. You came at me so strong with John Gibson trade for John Gibson, and then you teetered a little bit before you threw out Morgan Geeky. You know, you're like, oh, this might be controversial. This is (laughs) the most controversial thing I've said. This is the worst thing I've said. Uh, (laughs) Now.
1: Polterowski is really interesting um he would mesh really well like like put geeky have a have a you know like a Fogel Polterowski geeky line and I mean that's a pretty nasty line in terms of you know just AHL capabilities but if you put on the, <laughs> the NHL I mean it's still a a really good fourth play, probably or, yeah that's a really good fourth I would say um I guess he stays cost effective. I believe he has a contract situation. Um, he
0: He's a UFA. So. Yeah,
1: so um, I don't see why they want to keep him back. Now, you don't yeah. want to focus your develop on, development on him. He's 25, so it's it's hard to, to you know, kick him – or, no, put him in the spot and kick other prospects to the curb uh, because you have Gautier still possibly uh, as a candidate. So, uh... Yeah, so um, now I don't think – Waugh or Patrick Brown um, should necessarily be in the priorities, as well as Clark Bishop, because I, I think he did what he he did this year, and you know he filled a role. But I, again, don't make him a priority. Uh, it's just I don't think Clark it's worth Bishop it. He's just at enough. his
0: best. Maybe one day can be a full time fourth line center, and until back, Me, yeah, man, at it his can best. be a stopgap of sorts.
1: Yeah, um, but and I think I think.
0: No, I, I think uh you know if you're looking for an in-house replacement on the fourth line if you're if you're not bringing back mckagg um which i mean uh, some it wouldn't surprise me some team went out and signed him and gave him a one one one-way deal i just don't think the hurricanes are going to be overly um committed to doing that given the depth that they have um just giving him a one-way contract i I, I could see it, but I don't think the Hurricanes would lose any sleep over watching McCaig walk out the door. Um, so then I think that could open up the door for the likes of a Nicola Waugh or an Andrew Poderowski, uh That kind of guy for the fourth line in that scenario.
1: Hmm. Okay. I, I don't mind that.
0: Was that. Was that a hot take?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, so.
0: let's. I mean, so you're so he's your fourth line center. You're you're not going to have him. If I mean, just again, I, you know, what? I'll stick to. It. I'm not even going to defend it. That's what I said. There you if, go. If, if McCabe walks out the door, I think he, that's a role that can be filled by a Nick Wah or a Podorowski or insert name of player who can play nine minutes.
1: Maybe a tad more controversial than my John Gibson take, but yeah, you know, clearly that's up to you. no, lots of lots of movement around the hurricanes, but lots of movement around the league as well. Oh, uh, and let's man. let's dive into some of these trades uh, uh, and, yeah. and some of the contracts we're hearing as well. So, um, first up, take it away, Brett.
0: Oh wow, you're gonna let me? Yeah, I'll let you. Something. I'll let you. Wow. This. <laughs> so this this is a segment that I call trades and things. And there's an apostrophe N. So it's a trades apostrophe N things instead of an and. For those of you listening That's at
1: home, we have a rundown for... and he actually yes. did put trades in things.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so the first one was, was really just the, just great. Uh, it's well, it's terrible. Actually, it's terrible, but it's also great because, uh, Truba, Jacob Truba got traded from Winnipeg to New York in exchange for Neil Pionk and the 20th overall pick in this year's draft, which I think is Winnipeg's pick. So yes, it is their own. They got for pick. Kevin Hayes. So um, this trade just doesn't make sense to me. I, New York gets a top four defenseman, right-handed. People love that. Pionk is not very good, <laughs> and the 20th overall pick. I mean. What's I mean? What's what's Winnipeg? I mean, they just got their own pick back. So I, this is interesting to me. Um, I feel like the Rangers won the trade by quite a good bit.
1: Fair to say. Fair to say.
0: I mean, they got and so <laughs> it's just it's so it's so silly what New York and Winnipeg have going on here. So Winnipeg. Gave a so so okay, let's just rewind here. So the New York trade with Kevin Hayes that was Hayes to Winnipeg for the 20. So let's just I'm just gonna write this down so I can keep up with it. <laughs> Hayes for the 20, and then this <laughs> so that's New York, uh, Winnipeg. All right, so New York, Winnipeg, Hayes to New York, or Hayes to Winnipeg for the 20, and then. New York takes the twenty, shoots it right back to Winnipeg <laughs> for for Truba, and they also send Pionk. So what did they do? They traded uh, they traded like two months of Hayes because Hayes is gonna s- sign in Philadelphia probably. So they, they they traded a couple months of Hayes and Pionk for Truba is what they did. Because the twenty is a wash. The twentieth <laughs> overall picks a wash.
1: So meaning a wash meaning what?
0: A wash meaning (laughs) a wash.
1: (laughs) Are you washing it in a washer dryer? So so they gave up.
0: They gave up their first, which is the twenty. They gave it up for Hayes. So they got Hayes for two months, (laughs) and now Hayes is in Philly, and they they're like, oh man, we really need that twentieth. Overall pick back. Here's a top yeah. four defenseman in the prime of his career. <laughs> Can we and please we gotta, here, please have this, our pick back? <laughs> give give us our pick back. That's our pick, and give us this bad defenseman as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, and here's I our top four defenseman. It, it doesn't
0: make sense. It, to me it really doesn't. It really from doesn't. Perspective. Let's talk about uh, like yeah.
1: I, the Rangers rebuild has been
0: it's what rebuild they're rebuilding for five seconds they just hit now like the nitro
1: button and all of a sudden just shot back onto the road like,
0: deep. look at their blue line
1: they, their blue line is... they
0: have truba they're gonna have capo Kapu- caco for Christ's sake. I mean, come on. They have what is a this? good
1: goalie prospect, Sherskin yeah, or what? Sh- yeah. Shesterkin. Sherskin, Shashir- They, have, they yeah, still yeah. have
0: Lungfist. I mean, they still – I mean, they have his advantage. They have all these players. You're to add Capo Caco. But,
1: but but then Drager said today that, like, guys like Nemesikov, Kreider, V.C. or some of those guys could be traded. So maybe they're not I even mean, done. they're going to
0: trade – I mean, they should trade with Winnipeg because Winnipeg will give them the – The Wheeler Nikolai and Line <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean – New York's rebuild lasted hey, for like you know five really, seconds. You know
1: who we really want? Jimmy VC for Mark Jimmy Shifley. Vesey.
0: <laughs> Jimmy VC.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think that was a pretty terrible trade. Um, outside see. of Shattenkirk, I really like that defense, too.
0: That's a good um, defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wonder what his cap hit will end up being because I think we still have to wait on that. But. Um, what, $7 million maybe? $6.5 six million? Six, something uh, like that, yeah. probably. Seems reasonable. If
0: Tyler Myers is going to get six and a half or 7 like a GM said, um, then yeah, then Truebill is going to get that as well. Tyler Myers, what, what's with this guy? Everybody's acting like Tyler Myers is the next coming Jesus Christ. And 29, he's 29, right? He's going to get $7 million a year. He yeah. was a rookie of the year the year before Skinner. Oh. Ah. That's right. That was his. That was his best year. Yeah. And he's massive. He's, like he's a six, big guy. Seven. He can't move. I mean, what are we doing? What like the past few weeks have been ridiculous, like comically ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know what these GMs are thinking or doing. Which um, which leads like, us
1: like, to Philadelphia too. The,
0: well, before we <laughs> before <laughs> we get to that one, like, what is value? Like, look at these trades that GMs are making. The Nino Niederreiter trade. I, what yeah. was that? The Truba trade? What is this? I mean, all none of these moves make any sense. Remember when Ryan Hartman got traded for a first, first rounder? And I, I said that that was a terrible trade from the start. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody thought that was a great trade to begin with. I mean, come on. What? Like, I don't know if GMs are actually watching, like, or these scouts are watching because it, it appears to me like they're not. Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's silly. Yeah, like what what are, you, are we doing?
1: When you hear the things that you can't get a uh, top six forward um on the market, you know, for a cheap value, well actually you can get one for a third line center in Victor Rask that hasn't yeah, yeah. partly had a point on it. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Lord forbid. You can't get one for a top four defenseman, but you can get one for Victor Rask who yeah. they should buy out. <laughs> yeah. So, cuz he is not
1: Hey, it's uh, a buyers useless. market this year. So, it's, Don Waddell wants to be aggressive, man. It, it's a. Market. He doesn't really give up much.
0: Don Waddell, I mean, he's he's stingy, man. I mean, he'll go out there and.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it, if if something happens, it's gonna come out of left field. It's not gonna be one of the big names. Yeah. yeah. Like it's gonna be like,
0: wait, what? He did what? Yeah.
1: But it's I think be like
0: good, in a good way. Uh, out of nowhere, they they acquire like Jake Gensel or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Out of nowhere, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And and they gave up uh trevor van Reems like and a third and a third, and a third. A third. <laughs> and a third so <laughs> let's move on to okay okay yeah the philadelphia trade why not uh so eric carlson signed his mega extension eight years 11, 11 that million is million.
1: that is just, just a lot of money guy who's um, going downhill let's be honest that's a hot
0: take maybe that, i don't know i think a lot of people three I, years
1: I, I, three years it's gonna look good when you get to that fourth year that's when it starts going downhill i think the, the
0: end of that contract won't be as good as the first few years Absolutely. i don't think um, so yeah so to create some space they traded justin Braun to philadelphia and philadelphia wanted him for some reason so much so that they got or they gave up a second and a third so this is refreshing because all these bad trades if you if you get Like, if you follow along with what's been happening here, all of these terrible trades have benefited the Metropolitan Division. Like, every single one of them. Like, literally every bad trade is just the Metropolitan Division totally making a Western Conference team look like a complete and utter idiot. So, this one was better because I'm not sure why Philadelphia would want Justin Braun.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure either. What he's 32, I believe.
0: He's not very good. I mean, he's, he's okay.
1: He's okay. Like he's not. He's all right. Not gonna blow you out of the water, but I think. I they, mean,
0: they, they they bought out McDonald and they then, got a player who's just marginally better.
1: But then they brought on Mac Niskanen's contract
0: again. Yeah, like what was uh, just.
1: At least yes. Goudis was like a little bit more cost effective. He, but you know, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, not he's not great, mean. but he adds that little. I guess if you want that grit to it, um, yeah, well, yeah, it's that. I guess but... now
0: Washington's gonna have a team with Goudis and yeah, Goudis Wilson. and Wilson. So that's gonna right be when fun. Orpik's yeah. about to retire, you think no. it's gonna get better? Nope. nope. So they they have Goudis. It's just so not many of these trades have made sense. Absolutely. Have I made that clear? Uh, they don't make much sense.
1: But don't worry, we're gonna get more that don't make sense as well. All right. And then, and then the fact that Philly is going to, McKenzie reported that he, he's speculating six point five million for Hayes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. And that's why I could – I, you know, I feel like I beat this dead horse very often. Sorry, Peta, but um, I, I feel like its contract, like the more you look at it, it's, it's just a ridiculous deal. It's, it's. It if Kevin Hayes cost day, six point five on the open market, why did Teravine, Teravine should fire his agent? <laughs> who who I would mean, allow him to sign that?
0: I mean, that is I mean, that's just a great It's such a great deal. Great it's
1: such contract. a great deal. I think, yeah, if you I think last year kind of proved, you know, all right, you got over the hump, you got back into the playoffs. Now open your window and go for it while he's still on that deal. Because that's such a great deal.
0: Se, what, what was it, five seventy five? yeah or something like that yeah that's that's for five years (laughs) that's absurd he just put up 75 points and he's a first line player and kevin hayes got is gonna get seven or something like yeah what's going on like are they like something about north carolina man i mean something something in the air that's (laughs) just like you know what southern hospitality i'm gonna take a discount just because
1: <laughs> might as well do i get might free well. Bowberry biscuits with it yes you do that's Look. there's
0: probably some clauses yeah know. they absolutely. probably own a bojangles franchise uh, uh, somewhere linda
1: craft will help them find a home Look,
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> stop i don't even want it no no i if there, there are a few things that are off limits on this podcast <laughs> linda craft is one of them <laughs> sacred ground sacred <laughs> I mean, remember those games that? They, I mean, yeah, like, you just like yeah, follow get, the the
1: cup get, around, and there was
0: a puck, <laughs> puck underneath it, and you get a you, you get, get a free cooler home. with her face on it, or whatever. No, no, it's no, like, a
1: free home. That's what I heard the deal was. It, oh,
0: was that? No, I'm talking. <laughs> I don't know what Vining got. I don't think we're ever going to know the details. I think that. No, no, I'm saying I'm part.
1: saying the people that play the games on the jump, so they get a free home, free home, yes, free home. And Absolutely.
0: they, I remember, um, you get like a you get like a copy of nhl 10 signed by linda craft <laughs> but it was a, it was
1: 2015 at the time and it, yeah it,
0: it was 2013 <laughs> and you get nhl 10 yeah. and it's signed yeah. by linda craft and you also get a yard chair oh man
1: that was, that was a perfect that was for
0: tailgate a, that was such a terrible time in this franchise's history man. they were they were terrible are you blaming linda craft <laughs> yes i am as a matter of matter organization? fact yes. as a matter of fact yes i am wow that's um wow i didn't i mean this well,
1: episode titled thanks for nothing linda craft
0: <laughs> i mean i'm not saying it's all her fault but i'm saying it's mostly her fault oh man and that's all her fault so let's look at this rumor uh that was floated out there i don't even know who who threw this out there it was somebody uh
1: was... frank cerebelli frank
0: cerebelli okay oh, so of tsn The rumor was Winnipeg offered Nikolai Ehlers to Carolina for one of their right-handed defensemen, one for one. So that, and that's all the information. So um, we don't know if it was offered for Dougie Hamilton or um, Roland McEwen or whomever. So uh, Luke Martin, uh, what's Luke Martin up to? Uh, not sure. they thought he was going to be the next bret Pesci. Yeah,
1: don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe
0: one day. Um so uh I mean, I don't even know what to do with this. Eh, Ehlers would be great. Like the funny thing about this to me is that literally every forward that the hurricanes passed up on in 2014 to take Hayden Fleury, they're all like now now, now good. they want them. Yeah. Now they want them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um See for me, this deal—it uh, just puts in such a, like. If they didn't make the playoffs, I'd be like, sell the farm, you know, sell everything, sell Pesci, sell Falk, sell whoever. But I think you got something going, so I don't know if you touch the ones that you actually have already called up. See for me, and this might be like a hot take. I'd rather gamble on giving up Bean, or like you know, mm. Flurry or something. like I don't know what Flurry's value is in terms of that, but you would obviously have to sweeten the pot. But, like, being in, like, your s- two seconds... Well, flurry
0: was drafted seventh, and Ehlers was drafted ninth. So, technically, uh, going by that, the Hurricanes should be asking for more than Ehlers for Flurry.
1: Absolutely. We should be asking for a seventh-round pick to equal out <laughs> exactly. the value. That would um, even it out. Yeah, so, no, I, I think I'd rather, you know, all right, you have a log jam you know, in both offense and defense, why not just try to do packages around that instead of messing with your core, you know, at, at the NHL level? I don't know. That's my thoughts.
0: I don't think that's uh, a bad take at all. Um, I think this offseason is going to be about juggling, you know, keeping that vibe going from this past year because I'm not sure if it's possible for them to replicate what happened last year, right? Like, I don't think, or I don't know, like, cause it was just a special thing that happened. Right. And I don't think that they should book on, you know, or rely on that to happen again, because I'm not sure if that can happen again, because that was just a special season. It was a special environment around the team it was a very, unique year so that kind of leads me into you either in, in, in just right now if you're not getting better you're getting worse that's how I see it so I again it, it goes back to who who's the right-handed defenseman I'm assuming it was either Pesci or Hamilton I'm assuming
1: yeah you know? see I don't think you don't take any calls on Hamilton. I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would. After what you just gave up to got to get him in the season that he had, especially down the stretch. That doesn't make any sense. He to was me.
0: unbelievable late in the year.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's um, just, you know, I'm not like framing media in terms of this, but like, I don't know if this is just, Oh, it's a name that's always kind of been out there. So let's throw that out there again. I'm looking at you, Pierre Lebrun, but, um, <laughs> oh, no, <not> again. <laughs> there we go. Oh, no. Um, no, I, yeah, I. But yeah, I don't know if that's just like a name they're throwing out there, or if like what else is seriously considering Hamilton. Well,
0: well, well what I, we know is that Winnipeg offered Oilers for a defenseman. That's that. That was the report. That was the. the if it's thing.
1: a one for one for Pesci, I say you do it. I say you do. But it. uh, But I. But so I tough. But if you if you're talking Falk, I mean, yeah, you can go old takes expose me and talk about how many times I've trashed him on this podcast, and I still stand SFI. by that. But. Man, I mean, he's still very good. I don't know. I don't know. I
0: mean, Falk is a top four
1: Yeah, I'm leaning against just not touching any of the defensive core and just hoping that you know a package can, can solve that. But I don't know if that's what Winnipeg wants. But I, I think they're like, in panic yeah, mode, yeah. so they, they are ready to do just about anything. Because yeah,
0: Winnipeg, yeah.
1: I think Winnipeg last year scared right. the crap out of them.
0: They're going to overreact to
1: <laughs> that. And I mean, you already saw it by like getting their own okay, first yeah. round pick back and a lesser defenseman
0: for Truba. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. And the thing about so if you trade Hamilton for Eilers, right? Hamilton just scored eighteen goals, <laughs> so uh, that return on what you're like what you're giving up it's it's much less. And Hamilton's a right handed defenseman. Hamilton for Ehlers is a no go in my book. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, Falk, I look we I, I like we've both had issues with Falk. Obviously, everyone has. Um, the problem with Falk is that when he makes mistakes, they end up in the back of the net. Like it's yeah. just every single time he like he makes a wrong step, that thing is in the net. And that's not entirely his fault. But um, but outside of those, I mean, and he's good. He's a top four defenseman. And then with the Brett Pesci thing, I love Brett Pesci. I think that outside of Jacob Slavin, he's my, like, in terms of who I value, I I actually put – that's tough. I put Pesci and Hamilton right there. I might even put Pesci above Hamilton. Wow. Because um, I – I think Brett Pesci is so, so, so good. Um, But there was that murmur of, you know, know, he's not happy with his ice time, though that got better and that all worked out. And I think another thing to consider here, Calvin DeHaan is far from a perfect bill of health. I mean, that's a top four defenseman that is having his third uh, shoulder surgery surgery this summer. Yeah. So if you're gonna trade a defenseman, you're not. I mean, you're not gonna have DeHaan at the start of the year. You're gonna be lucky to get Van Riemsdyk back just in time, and if he does get back, I mean, he just had shoulder surgery too. So they're both out four to six months. TVR had it just before DeHaan did, but um, I think that adds to it because you're gonna start the year with if if say you trade Pesci, you're starting the year with three top four defensemen, and you're hoping that. Flurry develops, or Bean is ready, or you look elsewhere. It's just, it's tough. Um, I I agree. Um, I, this whole thing was just me trying to figure out how I feel about it. I think that keeping this decor intact should be a priority. And, you know, let's be honest. I mean, if we're going to trade defense, we're going to trade Falk, but they really like Falk. And he's a leader, and... He's important to that team, and they're already negotiating a contract extension. So, you know, all of these things are are things. And there you go. All
1: That's of these science. things are things. So, a at Brett the end Finger of the day, segment.
0: So, so, Justin, do you trade for Ealers? Yes or no?
1: I think you do. Uh, his wow. value his value is low. Thirty seven points. Uh, Based on last season, he missed 20 games, but the se- two seasons before he had back-to-back 60-point seasons. Just, just I, I would say just see what you can do. But I think if it requires actually moving an NHL defenseman, then don't do it.
0: Yeah, so, I think it's gonna have to be that.
1: Yeah. So, so then, that's tough. Uh, so I guess my that, that. my
0: stance is, you don't trade Hamilton. You don't trade Pesci. And if you're talking about right-hand defenseman. You yeah. don't trade either of them, and I don't think they're going to trade Falk, so I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think what he spoke about – I don't know if it was a report from the News and Observer or if it was um, Waddell himself saying that, yeah, they're trying to reach an agreement with Falk.
0: Uh, yeah, Maybe was it's the David the, Glenn
1: uh, show. It might have been the David Glenn show.
0: Or we, I mean, I was at the um, – their exit – press conference and oh when that happened he said, okay. yeah he said that he said that they were hey able- then
1: i won't give those outlets credit no screw them. yeah <laughs> um
0: <laughs> all right so let's just let's just talk about the draft now yes um interest so do do?
1: interest at an all-time low but watch it be oh it's
0: at it's at an all-time uh, high for me
1: watch it be i'm so ready one of those oh no 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 i no. in terms of the overall draft it's still very enticing i think in terms of our pick
0: no, no I, I was, that's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, well, I'm I think, here for it. Here you go. Twenty eighth in two thousand three was Corey Perry. So you never know. You can always get a good player. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: what about the other number twenty eight picks?
1: Uh, I think Justin Williams was twenty eighth overall.
0: Wow, in nineteen ninety five.
1: Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no. I mean, I think you can still get a good player. I have yeah, a few can. prospects in mind.
0: Pasternak was what 26, 27?
1: Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Boston's draft history, I mean, they've mm-hmm. always been pretty solid. only thing is missing out on Barzell. But other than that.
0: But they got Sinichin.
1: Sinichin, Shinichin. So what,
0: what do you do with the – what do you do?
1: All right, well, That's I think some... if you don't move up or, you know, move move the pick out, um, I like Connor McMichael. Uh,
0: of London in the OHL, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like uh I like Ryan Suzuki. I've seen drafts mm-hmm. where he does drop drop low. I've seen some where he's ranked as high as 20. So, um I don't know. Kind of kind of feeling it out. Matthew Robertson, I know it's another defenseman, but he's big. Um he is. and then the last guy, I can't pronounce his name for the love of me, but Jacob Pellet Pelletier?
0: Pelletier.
1: Pelletier. He reminds me of like a Alex DeBrinket. Almost. He's a
0: little, he's, he's yeah, a little guy, guy. Little really guy.
1: Talented. Tyler Johnson, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 any of those names I'd be happy with. But honestly, there's, it seems to be pretty D-heavy once you get past, like, 20. So, I don't know. Maybe they draft a defenseman to make up for losing one in a trade. I don't know.
0: Uh, maybe. um, Yeah, this is tough because, obviously, you want to... You would like to not have to use all three. You'd like to be able to use those assets in a trade. Uh, well, we have no idea what's going to happen. I don't think anybody has any idea what's going to happen there. Um, with one of those three picks, I'd like to see them pick a goalie. I, if, if Spencer Knight's there at 28, I think you pick him. I don't think he's going to be, though. Um, then you look at guard and uh, uh or whatever the hell that russian goalie's name is there there this is a good goalie class hunter jones from peterborough um there are options that look pretty intriguing if you're in the first two rounds looking for a goalie
1: yeah my number one option i mean you i think i spoke about this in the last pod trade up get spencer knight
0: Spence. I would be okay. I am I, with you on that. Use
1: if all, you, even if you have to give up everything and not even come to the draft for the second round
0: or, or the third <laughs> all round, your
1: picks. just all first, picks. second, and third. Give everything you can. I don't know. I, I'm really high on him. I know it's kind of hard to predict goalies, but I'm really high on him.
0: I mean, if look, if, if they think Spencer Knight is the guy and he's going to be a franchise goalie, which a lot of people seem to think, um, I don't know. I don't know anything about goal of development. I just know that everybody loves him and uh, would literally kill for him. So if if they think that's the case, man, I mean, you've got to get the player that you think is the guy in that situation. So if you're at 28 and you're looking at, you know, a team at 20 or 21 is going to take them, like, or maybe Calgary takes him at 24 or wherever they pick, you could use that 28 and, you know, Get a, throw in the 37 and get a pick back for later and make it work. I mean, I, I regardless, though, if they like a goalie in the first two rounds, I think they got to make sure that they get him.
1: Maybe another hot take-ish. But, uh, you know, I, again, I'm not 100% sold on Adelkovich. I think he could be <laughs> suitable. I know he had a fantastic season, but it's not always an indicator. It's just a different league. Um. Yeah. Even you mentioned how his nervous style of play can make you pretty nervous too. It's make me. It makes <laughs> me nervous. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I think goalies are so fickle that you might as well just have as many as you can. Worst That's case mine, scenario, yeah. become the Washington Capitals in terms of just pumping out good goalie talent.
0: And that's Um, not a bad problem to have. And a
1: great asset to have, too, in terms of trades, I mean. Big
0: time. Everybody's looking for a goalie. I mean, if if you can figure out how to draft goalies well and develop them properly, you're going to be a very wealthy team in four years. Because so many of these teams don't know how to identify goalie talent. They're like us. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, they they draft a goalie that they think is going to be good, and then a year later, they're like, ah, shit, they're not good. And then a year later, (laughs) they're like, oh, my God, they're good. Like, they don't know how to develop them once they get them. So if you know how to do that, then you can corner the market on them. And you can bring up these goalies and be in a spot where a good team that thinks they're a goalie away from being a great team, they're going to give you something for that goalie. And, you know... I'm not saying the Hurricanes know how to do that because so far there's very little evidence that they do know how to do that, um, unless Nadelkovich pans out or Callum Booth pans out or anyone like that. Because the past ten years they haven't been able to do that. But point is that I don't think you can ever have too many goalies in the system because you know it. it I mean, even if you're not good at developing them, uh, it only takes one. So.
1: That is. That's it.
0: And if you get like if you have like fifty five goalies, then you have better odds of (laughs) getting one.
1: Just every roster spot on (laughs) what else just goes crazy one night.
0: All ten draft picks.
1: Everybody is a goalie.
0: If listen to me. Listen to me right now. Oh oh. If if the Hurricanes spent all ten of their draft picks on a goalie. 10 different goalies, I promise you. They're
1: getting a franchise goalie. I
0: pro- I promise you. One of them might make it to the NHL. Well, <laughs> You said might, not a lock? I feel like it's well, a lock. Well, they could. I mean, goalies are fickle, man. I, I mean, know, I, man. I, I went into that with some confidence, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, maybe not. Maybe none of them are going to be good. I mean, let's just say like 28, they take Spencer Knight. Thirty-six, they take Mad guard. Thirty-seven, they take Hunter Jones. Just the the entire draft, all goalies, and
1: yeah. You know, there you go. There I, you go.
0: I think, I think it would. A scout it for
1: gone Waddell. There you go. You jump, I'm available jump on the management higher. team. Yeah. All of
0: these, all these ideas. I shouldn't be giving them away on a podcast. I exactly. Be making this making people should, pay for this. We should have a Patreon for this episode. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Um, Go
1: fund me. See if we get a dollar, baby.
0: All of these great thoughts I have. Um, uh, Is that a right. podcast? Uh, yeah, I think so. Wait, uh, prediction first. Uh, how many of these three picks, 28, 36, 37, how many are they going to use to draft players?
1: I say they use one of them. If not, use all three to move up.
0: Wow, that would be something. I don't see.
1: I I say, yeah, I'll say one of them. I'll say one of them. I say they use the first, and then somehow the seconds are traded. Huh? Whether that's for actual talent or not, I don't know. But knowing them and in the year that they had, they're probably just gonna draft all three.
0: Draft Uh, all
1: three. Yeah. Why not? An embarrassment of riches. There you go. Become become Tampa Bay Junior.
0: (laughs) I mean. Look, adding three <laughs> good prospects wouldn't be the a top hard, forty. Yeah, terrible thing. Yeah, not that. So bad. Uh, yeah. I think they'll use two of them on players, and one of them will be traded. That's my uh good guess. take.
1: Good take. I like Thank it. Thank you. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. So that's a podcast. Uh, Justin Twitter.
1: Twitter at Lanky Lape at Kane's Country for our site.
0: Yes, and Kansas Country Picks on Instagram. Um, all right, enjoy the draft. We're going to be back next week, and we're going to talk about all the things that the Hurricanes did the draft. So hopefully, they do things. That'd be great for content reasons. That would. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about free agency, uh, all the things. So goodbye.